Welcome to our Digital special podcast. Today I'm joined by Barry Jarvis, Marketing and Communications Manager at Riello, and we're going to be talking about the edge and edge computing. Guess first up, um, it's not, not the sort of shortest of questions, I suppose, but everyone's talking about edge. Can you define what it is? And there seems to be a lot of hype about it. Can you sort of cut through the hype to, to the reality? Yeah, so um, Edge, I mean, if we if we take a traditional data center, shrink it a little bit, give it more focus, and then move it closer to the user, that's essentially what Edge is. So its intention is to take um, specific tasks, typically kind of um, intense compute tasks, away from, you know, the larger data centers that we've all become used to, excuse me, and, and have those tasks processed locally instead. Um, which essentially come, what that gives us is a less travel time for that data. Um, and that reduced travel time means that those tasks can be completed quicker and with the results being returned faster. Um, to me and you, the, the difference of a few milliseconds doesn't really mean much on a day-to-day basis. Um, but in certain applications, you know, that those, those milliseconds could be make or break. Um, yeah, and I, there's a lot of talk um, that Edge is very, very local or remote, but then other people are suggesting you you end up with a sort of few big centralised data centres, some regional facilities, and then some very, very close to users. How do you see, is that how you see a sort of hybrid infrastructure, or do you think it's just big and very local, or is there, are there sort of degrees of it? No, so I suppose... Um Let's see. I suppose if you, if you look at the analogy of I don't know. Let's say take a the supermarket versus the corner shop. So <laughs> bear with me on that. <laughs> um, so it, you know you, you go to a supermarket these days and you can get everything. You know um, everything that you ever needed. You know from from your cornflakes to your televisions. So they kind of have become these one stop shops um, for all this stuff. So you 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 take that and, and kind of put that role as the traditional data center um, where these are all, all the compute, the storage, everything is done there. Uh, and then if we go down to, you know, the edge kind of uh, level, you're looking more at the grocery store on the corner where you can go there, but you, you're going there for certain things, a specific, you know, you're not, you're not getting TVs there. You're just going there for your, your fruit and veg, you know, and that's where, you know, that's what edge is really. It's, it's that difference. So you've got your specialist kind of stuff in your edge data centers, and then your, your more kind of, um, mainstream kind of, uh, storage and, 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 and everything else thrown over to the, to the large traditional data centers. So that, that's what we're looking at really. Right. And, and as if the, the sort of, the, the big hype around edge is, isn't enough. We're, we're being sort of thrown 5G as another technology that's sort of promising us the, mm. the world. Um, that seems to be related to the edge in the sense that it's offering us speeds of data transfer that, that are going to be crucial for, for edge applications. How do you see 5G at the moment? Yeah, it, it's. Um, I think it's practically impossible to, to avoid 5G when talking edge, isn't it? Um, so... There's this convergence of technology happening at the moment, and I think that's what's extending the hype train, if you like. Um, 
I mean, in fairness, the promise of what 10 gigabits per second mobile internet and zero latency, you know, it sounds pretty good. Um, but I suppose, you know, in my, in for me, five, five G is, is just a, it's a long way off at the moment, you know, in mainstream. Um, but then long way off depends who you ask it, you know, in, in my mind, 5g is 18 months out. You know, if we look at CES 2019, so it happened just last month, um, that's supposed to be the, the hotbed of 5g technology this year. And the best we got really was a poor quality demo by a guy called Hans Vestberg. He's the CEO of Verizon. Um, uh, he made a phone call to their, their first 5g home internet customer, obviously using the 5g network. And it it was kind of awkward. You know, they got to the point where they were talking over each other due to latency issues. <laughs> and obviously that's not good when, you know, low latency or zero latency is one of the driving factors behind the shift to 5G. So in my mind, yes, it is a bit hyped up, but when it arrives, it will do great things. Right. So people need to be sort of preparing for that at some stage. And and are there any other sort of infrastructure elements, 5G side, that are important when it comes to making the edge deployments a success? Um, no, I, I don't think so. I mean, uh, edge is already here. You know, I mean, I mean, Netflix, for example, Apple, all these big companies that we that we know and love in our in our daily lives are already utilizing edge data centers. It's just that with 5G, you know, it enables greater flexibility. Um, putting the 5G aside, I don't think there's, you know, one specific thing that needs to happen for edge to live up to this hype. I just think that the marketers need to calm down a little bit, which is quite bold for me to say, considering I am in marketing. So um, I think I think it, it is, it's a lot of hype and a lot, a lot is being written about it, but it's already here. Here that with with new technologies coming through like 5G, you know it, it does give it kind of gives it a, a new lease of life, if you like. Uh, and and if we maybe turn to the to the last one, if you like, of the holy or unholy trinity, we've, we've got Edge, we've got 5G, yeah, uh, and then the Internet of Things, IoT. Yes, that seems to be rather than a, a sort of component part of, of the Edge, it, it seems to be one of the the drivers for that, the fact that people want to do so much more with data in all manner of locations and in real time, whether it's in a factory or whatever. Yeah. And where do you see IoT at the moment? Um, again, like Edge, IoT is is already here. It's in use. You know, if if you have a you know, a smart bulb in your in your, your living room, if you have a, a ring doorbell, if you have a, an internet connected fridge freezer in your home, you know, that's IoT. We're already seeing it, um, even at a domestic level. Uh, it's just, I wouldn't really say it's kicked off to an amazing start. Um, I mean, if you've if you've tried setting these devices up, you know, getting Alexa to talk to your your hue bulbs and then your ring doorbell and, you know, it's, it's not the easiest of things. But you know, we're getting there, you know, and going away from the domestic level into a, you know, the commercial kind of industrial side, IoT has existed for for a while now. It's just that, like Edge, 5G adds more options and more flexibility to IOG, uh, IoT, um, particularly within those commercial and, and, and industrial sectors. And if I'm an end user and I'm, I'm aware of these things, Edge, 5G, IoT, 
but I'm scratching my head and thinking I can't actually work out how I can use them. Should I be worried in the sense that I'm missing a trick or, or are there businesses that this stuff is never going to impact or I say, is it going to be pervasive and therefore people really do need to understand how it's going to impact them? No, I, I think, I don't think there's anywhere that will be, that won't be impacted by these technologies. I mean, to give you uh, um, an idea, you know, if we, if we look at manufacturing, um, for example, uh, IoT and 5G there will be transformational. Um, you know, the, the ability on a production line to have these sensors that uh, can, you know, I mean, we, we, all, we already know that, you know, many production lines have moved to robotics, but to have these sensors on these robots that can monitor the status and then if something does go wrong, proactively call for the engineer, give them the status update and tell them exactly what is wrong even before they've got to site, you know, that saves so much in productivity. Um, you know, O2 are forecast that uh, 5G would save the UK £6 billion a year in productivity when it rolls out, or when it gets mainstream, I should say. And then even, you know, taken away from manufacturing, going to things like healthcare, the the promise of 5G and and these edge data centers and everything is is things like the ability for surgeons, for example, to be able to perform remote operations. So, I mean, you imagine what that would, you know, that would achieve. You know, with we're talking things like, there was a stat put out um, that, it, uh, that it would free up something like 1.1 million hours of GPs um, use in a year um, because of these remote health services. So, you know, it, it promises loads, and I think everybody will be impacted by it. I just think that they might they may not even realize it. Like a lot of technology now, it just comes in. You don't necessarily have to understand it. You just know that you're using it, you know. So it, it's 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 a as you said earlier, the holy trinity of you know edge IoT and five G will give us plenty in various different areas. I just think you know the end user from an end user's point of view, I don't think it's much to worry about. You're just going to change the way that you, you know you do things. Uh, that's uh, yeah, and, and in terms of the the sort of impact on other areas of of. I suppose IT, um, particularly the data center designs. So, I mean, uh, you, you explained earlier that obviously edge data centers, slight, uh, relatively new concept. So, putting them nearer to users. Mm. But how will data centers themselves, whether they're edge or big central facilities, have to adapt in terms of their sort of internal infrastructure to optimize, you know, the opportunities you outlined that the five G and IoT, uh, you know, offer people? Yeah. Um- to be, in my opinion, look, I, I don't, I don't build data centers for a living. But I mean, the way we see it here, uh, and the way I certainly see it, is, is that the design of data centers themselves, you know, I think is going to be the same for years to come. We'll have these iterative kind of, you know, updates and upgrades along the way, like with anything. But we've pretty much nailed how to put computers into a rack and then cool them. You know, we kind of know what we're doing there. It's just going to be these small iterative changes. You know, maybe cooling improves, or or somebody works out a way to you know um, you know to to better the the, the uh, hot and cold aisle containment systems and things like that. But the main difference that we're seeing with Edge is the growth of the modular and compact and prefab, you know, whatever you want to call them, um, data centers. These these are the, just the same. You know, it's the same computers in racks with cooling, with power, with distribution. 
just shrunk down, you know, and that of course brings its own challenges. Um, don't get me wrong, but it's nothing that fundamentally changes the core design. You know, we're, we're just looking at shrinking them and making them more flexible. You know, people now uh, need that flexibility because they, they can't, you know, really accurately predict where their usage is going to be, you know, in, you know, two years time, let alone five. So it's that flexibility now that I think that is, is coming to the front. And I know, obviously, Riello, you, you guys manufacture UPS systems primarily. Um, what you said about sort of modular, flexible, et cetera, presumably that applies to, to the design of your products moving forward? Yeah, so for us, um, our product really doesn't need to change. You know, we, we've got, obviously, UPSs can power anything you know essentially it, it's just you know it's just batteries and and tech, you know and electronics that that just power at whatever whatever you need it to power um but the the thing the key thing for us is is having that flexibility like i say that's the key word you know one day we might be supplying megawatts of power to a large facility the next we might be offering a modular you know 500 kva solution to go in a prefab containerized data center it's still the same product it's just you know it's still the same application you know in that it's backing it's uh, it's backup power it's just a slightly different use you know so for us it's it there's not much that needs to change uh we just keep improving efficiency is one of the key things uh, and keep improving the products um and uh, and serving the customers that way okay and uh, we, we've obviously covered a, a fair amount of ground in, in in the time available to us um and you could argue that discussing edge iot and, and 5g is enough but uh, i mean before we end are, are there any other areas i mean i say these are dominating at the moment but are there any other areas that people need to be aware of that might be getting sort of overlooked at the moment as, as people are obsessing with some of these things uh i mean if we're talking data centers specifically then no i don't think there is um well not being overlooked as such um but there i mean there are all there's whole other topics that, you know, that we could take up the time with, but um, things like demand response, uh, where, you know, using your data center, particularly the power supply side of it, to act as an energy generator to feed back to the grid and obviously taking advantage, you know, for, for you know, what that can offer. Uh, that's a whole different topic. Um, but I wouldn't say it's being overlooked. There are plenty of people looking into that right now and, and already taking advantage of it. Um, so I don't think there's anything that's being overlooked as such. It's just what people choose to focus on. It's very easy to narrow in on one particular topic, isn't it? Yeah, and I suppose just, just as we finish, if there is someone, and I suspect there are not just someone, but plenty of someone's sat at their desk at the moment, maybe not scratching their head, but but looking at all this and wondering where to start. Are there any one or two bits of advice you'd, you'd give folks as to, you know, do they need to start by looking at their business processes and how some of these things might help it? Do they look at the technology first and then see how that can link? You know, how, how, how do you go about it? Um, I, I think that's a good question. I think it would be, for me, my advice, like any kind of new technology, is just sit it out and wait for a little bit. Um, you know, I wouldn't say, don't go panic by it now, you know, oh, you know, we need to get this new robot in and we need to do these new sensors and we need to get this new, you know, that you don't need to do that. Let, let those, those really big guys iron out the problems, those early adopters, you know, like any technology we see, there's always those early adopters who will pay the premium to do, you know, to get that technology and they essentially will help the mainstream iron out those, those problems. I mean, 
remember when 3G came around, you know, people were promised video calling from their mobile phones. I don't know. Did you ever try that, Phil? It was terrible. Yes. You know, <laughs> you know, I remember like when three, the network came out and they had that flip phone and it was, yeah, it was terrible. So just, just let things settle down for a little bit. You know, there's no panic. It's going to be like I say, for um, I mean, 5G isn't even here in the UK yet. Um, you know, not, not, available you know to to use to to me and you at least there's trials going on of course but you know we're only looking at kind of a rollout of i think 16 cities by the end of this year so realistically you've got another 18 months to two years i would say you know before you need to really start kind of thinking what are the advantages that i can get and putting in a plan ready for that time okay well that's good so uh, the message as you say not to pan that because often when people get caught up, I remember virtualization years ago and it was coming and it was coming and I can't remember how long it took and it did finally deliver but as you say it's, it's good to stand back so uh, yeah, with, that's with that, that sort of thought are there any other sort of final bits thoughts from you or, or, or we you know sort of covered our topics no, no. I, th- I think, like I said earlier, it's it's easy to just take people's time up with these kind of things, and you know, just keep banging on. But you know, it it will come. All these these edge, the IoT, the five G. You know, it will arrive. Um, just keep an eye on it, and and obviously keep listening to you, Phil, for updates. Well, that's very kind of you. <laughs> um, and hopefully, you can join us again for to chat about an, another sort of to, yeah. topic. But uh, in the meantime, thanks very much for for joining us. No worries, thank you. And uh, thanks, folks, for listening. Thanks very much. Mm-hmm.